house of the Lord on this Wednesday night. Just want to thank everybody for coming out. I believe God's going to speak to us tonight by way of his word. Just want to take time to thank all of y'all for all the prayers that y'all give us up there at the Art Praise Center in Calvert. Um, Those prayers mean a lot. And the things that uh, God is doing there, a lot of it's the result of y'all's prayers. So we just want to, uh, me and Cheryl, just want to thank y'all for all y'all support over the years. And um, just keep on praying for us. Amen. Amen. Well, um, we're teaching tonight uh, something that uh, taught on uh, at the men's uh, breakfast a couple of months back, and I didn't get a chance to finish it. Lord, give me a chance to finish this tonight. So um, I pray that uh, that you just be able to receive it as the Lord gave it to me. Father God, I just want to give you praise and thanks tonight. Ask that your Holy Spirit guide and lead us during this Bible study. There's no way I can teach this without the help of the Holy Ghost. So I pray, Lord, that you'll anoint our ears, anoint our minds, cause us to receive your divine instruction. But I pray most of all, Lord Jesus, that you be glorified in all of it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I came up with a title of tonight's lesson, sort of uh, almost at the last minute. Who gave you this authority? Who gave you this authority? As we go through the teaching, I believe you'll be able to understand where it's coming from. I want to, uh, it may may not be in y'all's notes, but uh, I want to begin in Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. The Lord Jesus talking here, he says, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence. And the violent they take it by force. You know, ever since I've been a believer, I just want been one of those kind of people that when I see it in the Bible, when I see it in the Word of God, I just believe that it's for me. I just believe that uh, if God took the time to have men to write it down, these promises that God has given us, I want to experience it. I want to experience everything that the new covenant has bought for me. Uh, Unfortunately, there's a devil out there, and he doesn't want us to experience it. And so he'll do whatever he can to stop us from experiencing God's redemptive work. 
and the power of Christ's resurrection. Uh, one of the ways that he does that is by putting false teaching in the church. Um, telling us that we are not worthy, that we are not able to experience the resurrection power of Jesus Christ, that those things, a lot of those things are just meant for you when you get to heaven. But we know better than that. The Word of God teaches us that once we get born again, we are no longer ordinary. Scripture says that we're new creatures in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. So we have access, after the born-again experience, to things that we didn't have before. We have access to supernatural power. And the power of the Holy Ghost. Again, unfortunately, a lot of people in the body of Christ are not experiencing that. Um, I guess about 90% of the church, the evangelical church, is not really experiencing their true inheritance. Because about 90% of the church ain't baptized in the Holy Ghost. They're not filled with the Holy Ghost. A lot of the leaders of the modern day church are not able to receive revelation knowledge. Therefore, they're not able to experience those things that Jesus has readily made available to us by his resurrection and the finished work of his cross. But all of us here at the ark, we are filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And we are those that God has allowed the grace to experience the word of God, Pastor Goodluck's teaching and others here at the ark. We know by grace who we are in Christ. And uh, we see signs, wonders, and miracles all the time. That's our portion, and we, we contend for those things. But we need to be reminded on a regular basis of who we are in Christ and those things that uh, Jesus Christ has allowed us access to. And as we go through this teaching tonight, I pray, and I don't know how far we're going to be able to get. Usually I'm not able to get very far. Uh, A lot of the teaching that we do is designed to go four weeks. And a lot of times I have to condense it when I preach here to 45 minutes. (laughs) So I'm not really able to. But God is good. He's going to give us what we need. Let's go to the book of Mark, chapter 4, is what I want to begin tonight. Y'all pray with me tonight. Amen. Mark chapter 4, verse 39 is where I want to begin. This ought to be very familiar scripture to a lot of y'all. 
The Bible says in verse 39, And he arose and he rebuked the wind, and he said to the sea, that's talking about Jesus, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. (laughs) And he said, verse 40, And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? The wind and the sea obey him. The wind and the sea obey the command of a man. Somebody said, Well, the reason that the wind and the sea and the sea obeyed him was because he was the son of God. Well, the reason that the wind and the sea obeyed him was because he was still a man. He was still a man. He was God, but he was also a man. And this is uh, one of the things that the body of Christ needs to understand. That the things we see Jesus do in the Bible, in the New Testament, are the same things that we can do in Christ. Because uh, I don't have a lot of time tonight to go through a whole bunch of scriptures, but he said this, the works that I do shall you do also. And greater works shall you do because I go unto the Father. He has been enthroned at the right hand of God and all of that power and authority that he experienced when he was here on the earth has now been delegated to the church. We have access to supernatural power that a lot of times we don't even use because we have been told that these things are not possible for us. But Jesus told his disciples while they, while they were in that boat, why are you so fearful? The reason he said that is because they could have done the same thing that he did. He had, although he had went to the cross yet, he had already delegated authority to them. Remember when uh, he sent out the 70 and he gave them power over sickness and disease and to cast out devils? That power, that delegated authority was there for them, for that and for the ability to control nature. Y'all looking at me funny, but it's the truth. He gave them the authority to take control of that situation. That's why he was so amazed. Why are you so fearful? How is it that you don't have any faith for this? So what tonight's teaching is designed to do is to bring to us our remembrance of those things that we can do in Christ when we begin to renew our minds and we begin to think like Jesus thinks. The scripture says that we have the mind of Christ. We have the ability through him to walk in supernatural power and resurrection life if we'll only do it. 
go to Matthew chapter 21. I want to show you something now. Because a lot of people say, well, I hear what you're saying, but um, I think you're kind of, we're kind of overstepping our bounds when we start going in this area. Well, the Pharisees thought the same thing. They thought that Jesus was overstepping his bounds when he was on the earth, when he would do certain things. In verse 23, I want to touch on this in uh, verse 21. When he, cut, when he was come into the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came unto him as he was teaching. I wonder what he was teaching on. Probably authority. Probably his God-given right to do the things that he was doing. As he was teaching he, and said, By what authority doest thou these things? And who gave you this authority? Organized religion will always come to you like that. Who told you that you could do this? Who gave you this authority? That's how they questioned Jesus. Who gave you the, this authority to, to, to control the very nature and, and the earth? Who gave you this authority? Now, Jesus didn't answer them. He never did give them an answer because they was in the flesh. And he knew that they couldn't receive the information. But he's going to speak to us tonight because you ain't in the flesh. You can receive this type of knowledge. You can, you can find out who gave us this authority. And we're going to find out that it was Father God. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1. All the way back to the beginning. We need to take God at his word. We need to, when we read the Bible, we need to believe the Bible. Genesis 1 and 26. This is what God said to himself. Let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth. Somebody say all the earth. And over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Now, when Jesus was on the water, he commanded the sea and the wind. Both of those things are in the earth. Amen? <laughs> Jesus had permission to subdue and command nature. God gave it to him in the beginning. So he knew that he could do that because God had authorized him and gave him authority over the earth. Amen. He was a man. And it's all about what God says we can do. It's not about what religion or tradition says we can do. It's all about what God says we can do. And if God says we can do certain things and have dominion, then we can indeed do that. We have the permission from God to operate on this level. 
Now, most believers, like I say, they don't really readily uh, do that because their minds haven't been renewed to that. Most believers are more comfortable, or view, they continue to view themselves in Adam instead of in Christ. And we're more comfortable operating in Adam than in Christ. So this dominion authority that Jesus operated in when he was on the earth as a man has been made available to every born-again believer who believes it and who understands it and who's willing to step out in faith and, 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 and not worry about what tradition says and what people think. Because most of the people that don't believe this kind of stuff are not filled with the Holy Ghost anyway. So don't be surprised that most people won't agree with this type of uh, theology. Now, I'm not going to uh, go to this scripture, but it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 47. Jesus was the last Adam. He had all the authority that the first Adam had, and he knew it. See, that's, that's the key. He knew the will of God for man, and it caused him to operate on another level than any other man did because he knew who he was. Now, the problem with the body of Christ is we still, for the most part, don't know who we are in Christ. Therefore, we live beneath the privileges and the benefits of the new covenant. And this type of teaching here is uh, very foreign to most Christians. This is the gospel. What I'm preaching tonight, it's the gospel. It's the good news that God has restored us Back to the Garden of Eden, if we'll believe it. If we'll believe it. I can say this ain't for everybody, but it's for those who have decided that they're tired of just the ordinary Christian experience. And some are going to walk in and some won't. It's up to you whether or not you're going to embrace these type of things and begin to step out in these type of things and begin to exercise your God-given authority and rights in the earth. This is our portion. Let's go to Psalms 115. I, I got to give you a lot of scripture tonight because it's the word of God that's going to convince, convince us of these things. We got to see it in the Bible before we can really believe it. And that's how it should be. Psalms 115 Verse 16, the Bible says, The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's. That's talking about heaven where God lives and where the angels are and where God's throne is. That place where we go when we die. The heavens. The Bible says that belongs to God. But the Bible goes on to say, but the earth. This earth that we're living on right now, has he given to the children of men? In other words, 
God gave the earth and the authority in the earth to mankind. That was his idea. When he created the earth, he created it for man to have dominion in it. So we see it in the word. Heavens belong to God, but the earth he had given to the children of men. Let's go to Psalms 8. That's undeniable. God gave the earth to man. It belongs to us. God created it, but he created it uh, for, uh, for, for man and he gave it to him. Amen. Psalms 8, verse 4. King David writes this. He says, What is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visited him. He's talking, he's talking to God. For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. Now I'm going to stop right there. That word angels right there, you translate that, and that word means God in the Greek. Okay? It means Elohim. So what they're saying is this. Thou hast made him a little lower than God. Y'all looking to be funny. Angels are in a different class than we are. Angels were not made in the image of God. We were. Okay? So we, when God created us, he made us a little lower than him, not angels. So that, that, that translator, when they, when, when, they see, when they saw that, they got scared. And they were afraid to put God right there. But that's what that word angels uh, is translated, it's translated Elohim. So he was, we, we, man was created a little lower than God. And the Bible says, and God crowned man with glory and honor. Hallelujah. Adam had that on him. He had glory and honor in the garden. Him and Adam and Eve. Verse 6. Thou madest him, or you created him, to have dominion over the works of thy hands. So the Bible says that God created man to have authority and dominion over everything that God made in the earth. In other words, mankind was in charge of it. Mankind had authority o- over the whole thing. It was his to do with what, what, however he wanted to do. Thou hast put all things under his feet. That means the entire creation was placed under man's feet. Mankind had control over it. God created it, but mankind had now been given authority and dominion over it. I think about Adam and Eve. And I think about how they fell in the garden. And I think about how that didn't have to happen. When the snake came to Eve, 
and uh, begin to speak to her, that whole thing was out of order. The whole scene was out of order. First of all, he didn't have any authority to start speaking to her. When things are in order, the superior has to have has to be given has to has to get permission that the the one the inferior one has to get permission from the superior to speak. Even here on the earth, we understand that those of us who are in the army, when when a uh, private goes to a superior officer, he has to ask for permission to speak. Y'all see that? Seen in the movies. Permission to speak, sir. And they don't say anything until they're given permission. Well, had Adam and Eve been operating in the delegated authority the way they should have been, when that snake came up to her talking and asked her that question, had God said that you man cannot eat from every tree of the garden? What she should have said was, yeah, he said that. But he also said, I got dominion and authority over you, and you out of order. <laughs> that's, what he, that's what she should have said. And she should have went to her, before that, she should have went to her husband and said, you know what? The snake, the, the snake is talking to me. What you going to do about it? <laughs> and he should have came over there. Give me, listen to he should have came over there, and he should have told the snake, you out of order. And, and guess what? You're cursed. And you going to eat dust the rest of your days on the earth. God shouldn't have had to come down and do that. Adam had the authority to do that. Y'all have never thought about that, have you? Yeah. He could have cursed that snake himself. And when God came down later on to, for his walk in the garden... And he saw the snake slithering. He could God, God would know. He'd say, oh, Adam must have took authority. Adam must, he must have got out of order, and Adam had, must have put him in his place. And none of this would have ever happen. The curse would have never come. Think about it. The whole reason that man, the curse came into the world is because mankind did not exercise his God-given authority in the garden. That's the whole reason the curse came. Had they operated in the authority that they had, none of this wouldn't have happened. Amen. So, this is all about us understanding, first of all, the love of God and the grace of God and the things that have been now restored to us by way of the finished work of the cross. Let's go to Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4. I knew I wasn't going to get farther. Romans 4, verse 13. 
For the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Now, what I, what I want you to see there is that Abraham's seed is the heir of the world. Not through the, uh, the, keep, the keeping of the commandments or anything like that, but it's through the righteousness of faith. Now, the seed that that's talking about is Jesus. He is the rightful heir of the world. The entire world belongs to him. So, the seed of Abraham inherited the world, and that seed is Jesus. Hold your thought. Let's go to verse 16. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end that the promise might be sure to all the seed. Now, Jesus is the seed, and he, the earth belongs to him. He inherited it. But the Bible goes on to say that the promise is to all the seed. That's talking about you, and that's talking about me. We are the seed of Abraham if we're in Christ. Once we get born again, we then have access to the inheritance. So all of Abraham's seed share in that inheritance. Don't have time to go there, but the Bible says that we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. That everything that belongs to Jesus belongs to us. Got to get that. You got you to see yourself in Christ and see yourself in possession has a covenant right of everything that belongs to him. And this earth that the Bible is talking about, it belongs to Christ, therefore it belongs to you. And you have a God-given, delegated authority to operate in the supernatural on this earth. That's our portion in Christ. Let's go to Galatians chapter 3. i got about five minutes. If Pastor Goodluck's clock is right here up here. <laughs> Glory to God. I don't know about y'all, but I like this kind of teaching. It, it really and truly amazes me the things that the cross has bought us. And truly, we haven't even scratched the surface. Of, uh, of the authority that we have in Christ. We really and truly have them. Galatians 3 and 29. The scripture says, if you be in Christ, how many of y'all are in Christ this, this evening? If you be in Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. <laughs> What's the promise? That the whole world belongs to you. That, that, that we have inherited the earth or the world. I'm going to read that again. If you be in Christ, and you said that you were, then are you Abraham's seed and your heirs according to the promise. 
Now, let's go right into the next chapter because it's a continuing thought in verse one one of chapter 4. Paul writes, he says, Now I say that the heir, as long as he's a child, differeth nothing but from a servant, though he be, what, Lord of all. So the scripture's saying that the whole world, all this, all its authority, all its inheritance belongs to us, but we won't ever experience it as long as we stay immature in our understanding of what belongs to us. We differ nothing but from a child. Though we be what the Bible says, Lord about it, it all belongs to us, through him. Now, if I was over there in Africa, they'd be, they'd be jumping up and down, clapping, running around, because you know what? This here, what I'm talking about, here in America, this don't mean much because, you know, we, we got all these conveniences. But I'm telling you, this here, what I'm talking about, is the, is the power of God that Paul talked about. The, God, the Bible says that the gospel is the power of God. In other words, you don't have to, I don't have to allow the curse to run rampant in our lives. Because we have the power through Christ over the curse. If your body is, is, is experiencing any uh, symptoms of the curse, you can take authority over it because your body is part of the earth. <laughs> See, we don't look at it like that. You have a God-given right to take authority over sickness and disease. That's what Jesus did when he was on earth. He simply used his God-given authority whenever he ran into anything that was out of order. And he put it back in order. When God told mankind, subdue the earth, that's, what he, that's, why, that's why he put that caveat in there. There was no curse in the world before uh, when, when God spoke that. There was no curse. But he put that in there just in case a curse came. And it did. He says, so when something's out of order, you, sub, you take authority over it. Like I said, we were, we're up here, we're asking God to do certain things, and God then told us, you have the authority. That's what Jesus told them in the boat. Why are you so fearful? Why is it that you have no understanding, no faith? Why, why aren't you operating in the delegated authority I gave you? And he's speaking to us tonight. Why are we crying out to God? God, do something. God said, you do something. I've given you the grace to operate on another level has a new creature in Christ. I've given you the grace to take authority. Glory to God. We've been slow to, uh, to, grasp, to grasp these things. And we suffer because of it, needlessly. He differs nothing but from a servant, though he be Lord of all but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father. Let's go verse 6, and I'm going to close here. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son then an heir, an heir of God through Christ. Like I said, it, it, it really takes about four weeks to do this because I got tons of scriptures that I, that I haven't gotten to. But I pray 
that what we talked about tonight has gave you an appetite to walk in some of the authority that has been freely given to us. The scripture says, he who spared not his own son, but delivered them up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Man, we, can, we need to get that and walk in it and embrace it and understand it and, and believe it. Hallelujah. Some, for some reason, we think God is holding back. No, God is not holding back anything. The only thing God holds back is his glory. That's it. <laughs> He holds back his glory. He says, I'll share my glory with nobody, but I'll give you everything else. Stand to your feet. You know, I, I, it, just, it just hurts me. It bothers me when I see people suffering under the curse. It, it does something to me. It really does. And God, God, years ago, he, he told me, he says, um, the scope of your ministry is going to be teaching and deliverance. Teaching, it, it was spoken to me through the prophetic gift a, a prophet gave that, spoke that over my life. And so anytime I see bondage, it just, something goes off on the inside of me. Because I know God has shown us that I know that we have been made free in Christ. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Every curse has already been taken care of. And tonight, if you're suffering under any of the effects of Adam's curse, you can walk free. That's part of your inheritance. If, if, if sickness and disease is just dogging you out, if you're, if you're suffering under poverty and lack, if you're suffering under emotional bondage of any kind, the blood of Jesus and the cross of Christ has delivered you. A lot of times we're asking God, God, do something, but God is saying you do something about it. I've given you the power to bind and to loose. I've given you the, the authority to speak to a mountain, and that mountain has to obey, has no choice, has no choice. Jesus said, you speak to the sycamine tree, it should obey you in him. So, Father God, even tonight, even tonight, Lord, I pray that the Holy Spirit will begin to reveal to us your grace in a way that maybe we haven't seen it before. Your word declares that we have been anointed and called to demonstrate to the principalities and powers your manifold wisdom in our generation. And my prayer tonight, Lord, is that your people will begin to walk free of all of the elements of Adam's curse and that they will begin to use their a violent faith, Lord, to experience the glory of God in their lives, in every area of their lives, and then share it with others. Be glorified, my Father. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. The Lord bless you. And thank you so much. Pastor, good luck will be. Hey, how did that uh, healing, healing uh, service go Sunday?
Awesome? Amen. Amen. I was wondering about that. I hadn't had a chance to talk to Pastor God bless you and you're dismissed.